Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Yes, welcome to the show this Wednesday night. Dom, earlier today I was perusing my mm. local newsagent. Yeah. Have you ever looked at the variety of magazines on offer? Uh, when I was a kid, I used to uh, I used to love the, what were the kids' magazines? K-Zone? Was that yeah, one of them? Yeah, they were good ones because they came yes. with a toy, didn't they? Those were great. And uh, you also know I subscribed to the Teddy Bear magazine briefly. I forgot about that. <laughs> where, where every month you get a new Teddy Bear. That was great. Well, the Teddy Bear magazine is kind of what I'm talking about. I was looking through the aisles today. I was yeah. amazed at how niche mm. some of these magazines are. <laughs> like, the hobbies they're going after mm. are incredibly narrow. Well, that surprises me, because I would have thought in 2017, with the printing press, you know, struggling, yep. maybe on its way out, that you, for magazines to work, they'd have to be very broad now. They'd have to cover a lot of interests. Before 12.30 tonight, I want to share some of the magazines I've found. Okay. And get your thoughts on them. All right, we'll get to that shortly. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Now, Zach, one of the big uh, news stories this year has surrounded uh, the President Donald Trump and his war on the fake news media, as he calls them, who are they're saying bad things about him and he's not very happy. Basically, anyone mm. who says anything bad at him, yes. he says, you're lying. Yeah, that's that's fake news. That's, that's not it. correct. Yeah, I, I'm yet to hear him say, okay, you were kind of right on that one. Yeah, he never goes like, news. you know, that's fair enough. <laughs> no. I could have uh, been a little better in that area. No, it's always all fake news. And uh, in response to all the bad stories going on about him and all the news uh, organizations reporting supposedly bad news about him. He's actually recently, or he's, he's, uh, I guess his government have recently produced their own news service. So they've started what they're calling the real news. So he said, I can't trust any yep. of the commercial networks out there. That's it. I'm going to make my own news network to mm. report <laughs> "Quote unquote," the real news. It, look, it's it's a great. I'm surprised people haven't had this idea much before. It's a great idea if you're not happy with what they're saying about you in the news. Start your own news. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And look, here's a bit of a grab of of real news. Hey, everybody. I'm Kaylee McEnany. Thank you for joining us as we provide you the news of the week from Trump Tower here in New York. Overall, since the president took office, President Trump has created more than one million jobs. The unemployment rate is at a 16-year low, and consumer confidence is at a 16-year high. President Trump has clearly steered the economy back in the right direction. Thank you for joining us, everybody. I'm Kaylee McEnany, and that is The Real News. So that's kind of what they're running with at the moment from the White House. That's the... Uh the real news, self-produced bulletins. I think once you start having to make your own news, yes. it's getting pretty borderline, isn't it? Well, like, that sounds so over the top. It sounds like a political ad, yes. but framed as a news update. Well, a lot of people were making that, that kind of statement, Zach. A lot of people said that real news report was going a little over the top. It sounded a little like a like something that you might hear out of a, a kind of a dictatorship, you know, something a little bit scary. Um, but I, look, they've uploaded another real news bulletin tonight. Well, I assume they do it every night, don't they? Yeah. Well, nightly. So, and, and look, some people thought that last one went too far. I'm telling you, we've got the audio of tonight's one. If you thought the bias was bad in that news report, they've gone one step worse, Zach. Good evening, America. Welcome to tonight's propaganda. Sorry, I mean the real news. Our first story tonight surrounds just how fit our president is. Earlier today for his morning run, he climbed Mount Everest. It's enormous. I've done a lot of big things. I've never done anything like this. It is so big. Not only that, Dom, but our glorious leader is so generous, 
He's also buying everyone in the country a free ice cream. They're going crazy. They are going crazy. I want, I want screaming and there's never been anything like this. As if all of that wasn't already amazing enough, our president is personally giving every American a lift to work. I pick up, I'm picking up now, I think I picked up yesterday 100,000 people. Wow, what a man. But don't take our word for it. We asked a random, unbiased American for their thoughts on the president. Donald Trump is the greatest. I've never met anybody like him. He's not a sexist person. He's the greatest, greatest, greatest. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, I was at my local newsagent today, mm. just wandering through the aisles. I am um, looking at the magazines, yep. and I've never had such a good look to realise how niche... Some of these magazines are. The, the How small the markets are they're going for. So you made it past, the, obviously, the big ones, your Wheels yep. magazine for car fans, things like that. You made it past the main display into the back, uh, kind of where they have them all laid out in the, 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 I guess, the bookcase of sorts. Now, the hobbies they're going after, Yes, I feel like it's unbelievable. Really? So what I've done, if I noted down some of the magazines I've seen today, yep. I have three of them done. <laughs> yep. But you have to tell me whether these are real magazines I saw <laughs> yep. in my local newsagent today. So currently for sale. That anyone could go to a newsagent and buy tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Or they were ones I just made up. Okay. You think you can do that? Well, you know what? I've spent a lot of time in news agencies over my life, uh, so uh, I, I hope I'm a good chance. Tell me if this was a real magazine I saw or one I've made up. Mm. Practical fish keeping. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, I know that there's a lot of fishing magazines, but what is... I don't even know what fish keeping is. What's fish keeping? I think it's looking after, like, in a fish tank. Right. And, of course, you don't want the impractical fish keeping magazine. I'm, I'm done with no, my impractical fish No, because the keeping. tank needs to be the right way up. <laughs> the impractical one recommends that it's upside down and all the water falls out. It's horrible. Well, okay. I, I am a fish keeper myself. I Are have you? a fighting fish. Um, I have never thought I need a magazine to continue this hobby. So I'm going to say you've made that one up. No, that one's 100% real, Dom. Amazing fish and how to keep them is the tagline. And how often do they publish that one? Do you know? I'm not sure. Is that a monthly? Is that a weekly publication? Uh, one incredible. of the things they were leading with yeah. uh, this issue, mm. it was uh, who's watching who? A fish species that is known to watch its owners as much as the owners watch it. <laughs> Boy, well, uh, they, they beat the rest of the journalism all to that scoop. Uh, our next <laughs> magazine, Dom, you are zero from one so far. Yeah. The Australasian Beekeeper. <laughs> Is that a real magazine or made me. up? What? So so the Beekeeping <laughs> Society thought, you know what? There's such a, a passionate interest here that we need our own local version of this magazine. We can't have the international beekeeping no, magazine. No, It'd be out of date. No, we need the local one so we can, we can find out what's happening in our climate. Um, oh, look. I can't believe that's real. You made that one up too, haven't you? No, that's real. Oh, my gosh. What? Uh, the article they're going for, this issue. Yeah. Late winter hive management. <laughs> well, late winter hive management would suggest that this is a pretty regular publication. At that's least true. seasonal. As, yes, it's at, at least, least four times it's, a year. It's a quarterly. And how much do you, did you see how much the Australian... $7.50, I think, which I think is reasonable. That's a pretty good price. I mean... I'm not sure if any of the content in there is something that would be relevant for me. But if you're a beekeeper, it'd mm. be right up your alley. Yeah. Our last magazine, Dom, is this one I actually saw today, or one I've made up. Yep. It's called Drone Zone. Drone Zone? Yeah. Well, can you pitch Drone Zone at me? What, what uh, sort everything of... you need to know about drones. 
As if, like, the, uh, you know, the ones that you fly around with cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drones. I mean, I would have thought, and I could be wrong, but I would have thought drones are quite an emerging new technology. Yeah. I wouldn't think they would use quite an old medium Yeah, that's true. You think magazines. they might have, like, a website. They, no, or an app. An app. Drone, you'd have an app for Drone Zone. I can't imagine there'd be a, a paper publication for so Drone Zone. what do you Zone. reckon? I reckon you made that up. No, that one's true <laughs> as well. That's the twist. They were all true. <laughs> and you got zero from three. Wow. So, Drone Zone, can you subscribe to that one? Is I've that actually a... already subscribed to you. I've signed you up. <laughs> That's my gift to you for your birthday. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Dom's Google history. Dom, I think you can learn a lot about someone by what they search on the internet. That's why each week I go through your most recent Google searches Mm. and you have to explain why you Googled what you Googled. What do we got tonight? The first thing you Googled was Friday at 4.45 a.m. How to make your hair better for guys. (laughs) Okay. What I meant by this was, you know how in all the female, like, uh, shampoo ads, right there, the Carrie Bickmore one she's doing at the moment, they'll talk about, like, added volume to your hair and you can get shine and moisture. I don't know which of the characteristics my hair's meant to have or how to get more of it. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm not sure. Like, I haven't put enough work into my hair. I just, it's sat there my whole life. Yeah, but you a, don't have long hair. I, I think a, a lot of those are talking about, like, you know, volume. I don't know with short hair whether volume is a big factor. Does my hair look moist to you? <laughs> does it look like it needs some moisture? Sorry, what? <laughs> just like... <laughs> well, I've seen someone, like, meant to give your hair more moisture. Does my hair look like it needs more moisture to you? I don't think that's a factor that needs to be commented on. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I, I was... Does it look dry? That's the opposite. Does it look dry? Uh, it looks like that it's obvious that you're wearing some product in the front bit yep. and not on the rest of it. Okay, right. You can tell. Yeah, because it's like darker and wet on your fringe. Right, okay. And then it's like light and fluffy <laughs> on the edges. Okay. Is that correct? Is that what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, that's dead on. That's, okay. that's exactly right. Okay. Well, I'd probably not do that. <laughs> Is that what Google told you? Well, Google kind of suggested just a few products, and, and I honestly didn't really understand what the difference was. So I'm going to get a haircut later this week. Yeah. I'll chat to the barber and see if I can get some good tips. Okay, that's a good <laughs> idea. Uh, the next one is a cosmetic-based question as well. <laughs> Wednesday, 2.17 a.m. Is it okay to put charcoal on my face? <laughs> one of the big well, beauty trends at the moment. Yeah, You're trying yeah, to get in on it? Yeah, well, okay. Like, I didn't... I want to make it clear. I don't mean, like, just unrefined charcoal that I'm holding in I my think that head. would be fine anyway. But would that be fine? Well, what would it do? Well, What's charcoal's volcanic, isn't it? What do you mean? Charcoal's from volcanoes. That's what charcoal is, isn't it? No. What's, what's charcoal? Like, burnt wood. I thought charcoal is like ash from a volcano. Yeah. Oh, it's ash, yeah. Right, okay. It doesn't I have to be was, from a volcano. I thought it was the lava. Once the what, lava you think solidifies. <laughs> getting buckets and getting lava. I, I thought the people at Pompeii looked great. <laughs> Just the charcoal over. But how did you think they were getting charcoal for the face, uh, facial products? Um, oh, I thought they'd harvest it or something. From, from the, the volcano? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, I guess so. Well, anyway. They just get a string yeah. tied to a bucket, <laughs> throw the bucket into the volcano. <laughs> And then fish out the lava. like around volcanoes. I'm saying once they've erupted. Anyway, so what was your concern? Well, my concern was, is it going to be safe for me to use this charcoal moisturizer on my face? Uh, And the answer is no, it's completely fine. That's why they sell it. (laughs) What what did you think was going to happen? It was going to burn. Um, Yeah, I really wasn't sure. It was just a new product and I wanted to check before I did it. But actually, have you noticed a change in my complexion? Uh, I haven't, but I mean... (laughs) 
I'm got, sure it is working. We, it cost 80 bucks, so that was <laughs> worth it. It cost $80! <laughs> that was worth my money. $80! It was, it was a high-end product. Yeah. But it's clearly not doing its job. <laughs> well, I can understand if you thought it was coming from a volcano. You were happy to pay it. Oh, uh, the last question, uh, the last Google search was Thursday at 2.58 a.m. Where does dust come from? <laughs> well, okay. Okay. My point in this, and I think this is a valid question to ask, and I'm surprised more people aren't asking it, right? Sure. So, you know when you're in a room and the doors, let's say the door's shut, yeah. right? And sunlight filters in through the window. Yep. And you can see there's like dust in the air. Yep. Right? How, how? What do you mean how? Well, like, as in, so the doors have been shut. Yeah. There's no, like, not even much breeze the in this room. The dust was already in there. But what put it up in the air? Are you saying there's dust always? Uh, yes. I'm breathing dust right now. Yeah, and also, if you just shut the door, it would have yes. put a bit of a uh, breeze in when you shut the door. I would have thought just... And it would poof uh, <laughs> it up into the air. I would have thought, just like, you know, maybe if you had a pile of feathers, right? They'd all settle on the ground eventually. Yeah, dust does settle, yeah. It settles and then the, the air's clean? Yeah, but I mean, you're walking around, you're opening doors. There's lots of things to so disrupt So you're saying it. if I don't want dust, I yep. have to sit perfectly still? There'd still be some dust in the air, but less. <sighs> so there's no way to get rid of dust? Uh, no. Jeez, I had no idea well, how you could be was. in like a vacuum. You could be in a room <laughs> that they made sure was like clear of everything. Well, but I mean, largely speaking, I don't think you could get rid of all the dust. Do you reckon we could build a radio studio in a vacuum? <laughs> just have a dust-free show? Oh, uh, why? Do you not like dust? Oh, uh, it just when when I saw how much of it was in the air, I was yeah. like, I'm breathing that in all the time. That's weird. That's a lot of dust. No, that's why you have like uh, nose hairs and stuff. Is that what they do? <laughs> Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, possibly the weirdest Tinder date of all time has come out of Canada, mm. Canada, <laughs> over the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kaylee Capital mm. is the young lady's name. She revealed that her Tinder date took her to the hospital where he worked. Well, that's an interesting one. You, you normally wouldn't, uh, on a first date, introduce somebody to your workplace. That's one thing. Mm. Secondly, if you work at somewhere like a hospital, well, that's it's not point. the most romantic place in the world. <laughs> Wait, was this like, because uh, I can imagine maybe them saying, hey, I've got to duck in and get something before we go to dinner. Nope. Are you saying this was the date was let's walk up this wing? Yes, uh, that's <laughs> what? what they did. She said it was at night and mm. by this time the hospital is quite scary. Yes. The lights aren't on and it's dim. <laughs> she didn't want to be there, Dom. She didn't want to be there. I mean, hospitals have some good vending machines. But yep. I don't know if you're going to get a nice five-course meal there. You're not going to get a uh, fine wine no. in a B12. <laughs> no, you might get a vanilla Coke. Uh, she said it was the weirdest freaking date ever <laughs> yep. and posted that on her YouTube channel. And 27,000 people have now viewed it with most people agreeing, although one person said, well, at least it was memorable. Well, that's it. You Which know I feel I mean? like is clutching its straws a little <laughs> bit. I think it was a weird date. I'm wondering if, if the guy was trying to show off, hey, look at me, um, I work at a hospital. You know, because that's quite a respectable profession. No, I don't think he was, because it gets no? weirder, Dom. Yeah. Uh, he actually took her to the morgue in the hospital Ooh. as well to show her around. <laughs> so he gave her the full hospital tour. Uh, and... Um, What's and all? I'm not really sure whether anyone's requesting the morgue tour. No. That's not, that's not normally something they do tour groups towards. No. Especially not on a date. It's <laughs> no. just super weird. Uh, we want to know, 131060, what's the weirdest place you've been on a date? I mean, I, uh, I probably have a few stories, Zach, where I have uh, taken women on unusual dates to unusual places. Well, you told me about the one 
What was the canteen? What's that story? Uh, it was at a snack bar. So, you know, That's like right. indu- this, a few years ago <laughs> in industrial parks, they have those like those snack bars that are open only for two hours of the day that all the workers in the industrial park will go and get like a, a roast beef roll and a breaker for lunch. And I, I, I thought they did a great roast beef sandwich. And so I took uh, the girl I was, uh, it was a second date. I took her to this, this canteen, this snack bar. And uh, things did not go uphill in that relationship from there. It was well, very down quickly. That was funny, actually, because I think she was really excited at first, wasn't she? Because you said, <laughs> yes, <I> like, did. <laughs> uh, what did you say? I said, I've got a special date planned for us. I've got a great place. It's one of my favorite places to go for lunch. And she was probably thinking, you know, nice wine, maybe views of the city. No. Maybe we'll sit down to, to An a industrial snack bar. You know how, like, some people, like, uh, <laughs> a girl's dream might be for the guy to buy them a nice dress <laughs> and lay it out on the bed. Did you yeah. lay out, like, high-vis and work boots? <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that. We we were seriously the only ones there not in high vis, <laughs> which probably says it all. You're the only people to be kicked out of a restaurant for being dressed too nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, 131060, the weirdest place you went on a date. Dean is in Melbourne. Dean, what's the weirdest place you've been on a date? Hi, guys. Um, I got taken to an abandoned car park. An abandoned, abandoned car, car park. park? That's interesting, Dean. Was it, was it a first date? Had you known this this person long? Um, it was probably like, our, yeah, well, I've been talking, I've been talking for a while, but it was like, a, yeah, kind of a first date, so it kind of freaked me out a little bit, but, you know. And did you have some yeah. fine wine and some fine food, Dean, on this date? We had McDonald's. Okay, you <laughs> sit in there with there. a McChicken in an abandoned <laughs> car park, uh, staring into each other's eyes? Yeah. Did you make it to a second date, Dean, or was it one date and out? Uh, one date and out, because I got kind of... Scared. Yeah, fair enough. I think I think the abandoned car park, uh, not exactly where you want to meet up. In general, an abandoned car park is uh, probably a worrying place. I mean, I've had a gum tree sale who wanted to meet in an abandoned car park once to swap over a TV. No, here's a life advice. Yep, don't do that. (laughs) Well, I did it. Weirdly, I was weirdly I was fine. Uh, And I when I I told her, I was talking to a cop at a party once about it, and that cop said. I reckon you were the one percent of occasions where that turned out okay. While you're selling the TV, did you see Dean and his date <laughs> in the car next door? Uh, Anthony, I'm thirteen ten sixty. What's the weirdest place you've been on a date? Uh, it was at the Langham, but the weirdest thing was she proposed on the first date. Oh, she, so she proposed to you on the very first date. <laughs> had you been had you been talking long, Anthony, or, or was this like very early days? Two, uh, two weeks prior, then uh, twenty seven minutes in the, in the dinner. Proposed. Right. Well, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you didn't say yes, Anthony. I actually walked out. <laughs> okay, well, Dom, I know that mm. you've been accused of being keen yes. on dates before. I know that early in a relationship, mm. uh, you've asked the father of the date that you had <laughs> whether he'd be cool if you guys got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But would you ever mm. propose on the first date? Well, I'm just about to, when we go to the song, ask Anthony if I can get that girl's number. <laughs> Go for dinner this weekend. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News today, Scott Cam actually has no idea how to use anything on his tool belt. No, I've never used it at all. And it's, a, and it's a, one of those replica ones anyway. Also, Pauline Hanson tried to come up with some policies. But anyway, this is the first time I've ever done this, but it's just having a go at it. And Niall Horan told the flight attendants that he'd be in the toilet. For a while. I kind of said it to them, like, give me time, I'll kind of let you know when I'm done, type thing, and then go. Because there was a period before Christmas where I thought I was done. Yeah, I, I'm glad I kept going, to be honest. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. 
In the radio industry, thousands of people request an on-air shout-out every week. These shout-outs are carefully considered before just one is granted. This is Collective Noun's Shout-Out Courtroom. Before we hear this week's applicant's dom, we mm. need to put our legal wigs on and enter the shout-out courtroom ourselves. Let's do that now. All right. Let's uh, welcome our first applicant. Please welcome Ben from Canberra into the shout-out courtroom. Ben, what would you like a shout-out for? Uh, it's a shout-out for Monica Mackers in Canberra for so hooking me up with the feed. Okay. Every day after, or every night after work. I'm no. there at least like two or three times a week. Ben, we will need to pick you up on one small thing. Mm. You're not actually giving a shout-out. No. You're applying for a shout-out. <laughs> I'm applying? Okay. Yep, yep. It's right. okay. It's okay. It's, uh, Look, so people can get bogged down in the uh, legal mumbo-jumbo. That's it. Sometimes the technicalities are a bit much. Uh, ben, can I just ask, what did you get from Macca's tonight, just for the shout-out's sake? Uh, I got a chicken and cheese, yep. uh, large fries, mm-hmm. and a McFlurry. Okay, Great order, Ben. Great order. So, uh, Ben's local McDonald's in Canberra. Uh, ben, take your seat there. We'll uh, process your application shortly. Uh, sorry, Dom, just for yes. the legal record, was that a chicken and cheese, a large fries, and what was the last uh, Mc- thing? McFlurry. McFlurry, McFlurry thank McFlurry, you. Yeah. Uh, Yurana in Melbourne, welcome into the shout-out courtroom. Yurana, what would you like to uh, give a shout-out for? Okay, so my application is to my boyfriend. To your boyfriend, uh, Yurana? What's what's his yeah. name? Uh, James Papadopoulos. James, okay. A boyfriend yeah. shout-out application. That's always a classic. Any particular reason, Your Honor? Um, look, guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm probably high-maintenance, probably a pain in the ass. let's face it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I want to give thanks to his patience with me. So, you know okay. what this is? It's the yeah. radio equivalent of an appreciation post. Oh, completely. But can I say, Your Honor, you can be as high maintenance as you want for the rest of your life if you give James a shout out on of the course. radio. I mean, what a what a what a beautiful gift to give your partner. Um, but of course, we can't promise it just yet, Zach. Uh, we have our last applicant, Matt from Melbourne. Welcome to the shout out courtroom. What would you like to apply for a shout out for? Yeah, um, oh, just to myself for uh, for finishing work. Yep, that's okay, good. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, what's what's your job, Matt? What do you do for work? Uh, I work at Coles. Okay, so what you've been doing a bit of night fill, something like that? Yeah, yeah, just the night fill, and just uh, just finished up. What yeah. aisle you've been working at tonight, Matt? Uh, just been there since five. No, what aisle have you been working on? Oh, oh, just in the dairy. The dairy. dairy. Oh, oh, Matt. <laughs> that has uh, really helped your application there, Matt. I'm sorry. Like, I, I mean, I don't want to be unprofessional here, Matt, but uh, are you aware that, that one of the members of the shout-out courtroom, one of the judges, is a big dairy fan? I've heard one of them likes a bit of cheese. So, yes, uh, I mean, he loves that, a bit of cheese. If that happens to help out, well... Mm. Uh, Any specials oh, on Brie oh, this week? <laughs> uh, no, not that I saw, no, okay. but uh, I, don't know. I don't know if he needs that, Brie. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Not according to well, his Matt, dietitian. I, I don't need the moral lesson here as well. Uh, but okay, well, Zach, this is now time for us to adjourn into our quarters. Go, uh, I'll give you a summary of the applications. We Please had do. Ben giving a shout out to Canberra Mackers yep. for fulfilling his order of a chicken and cheese, large fries, and McFlurry. Mm. Uh, we had Yurana giving a shout out to her boyfriend, James. Yep. And we had Matt who was giving a shout-out to himself after a long day working at Coles, particularly in the dairy section, which is an important detail to keep. Now, I must stress, not all these people will get their names 
uh, read out on the radio. Only one will receive a shout-out. We can only give one shout-out, Zach, unfortunately. So sorry to the two who do miss out. What are you Um, thinking? Look, I I was tempted by Matt with the dairy. The moral lesson at the end that I need to... That I don't need the brie, that has maybe put me off Matt a little bit, Okay, fair enough. How about you do like some large fries as well? I do love a large fries, but I'm sorry, saying the chicken and cheese and the McFlurry, they're two items in the Macca's menu that as a celiac I can't order. So that just makes me hungry for something I can't have. I think we both agree here. Yes. I would like to give the first ever radio appreciation post. I think that's what we're doing. So we're agreeing that the shout-out's going to Urana in 100%. Melbourne? 100%. We'll just nail that in. Congratulations, Urana. Thanks, guys. Totally appreciated. It's, it's just beautiful every week to hear lives be changed, isn't it? It is, Dom, but we do have to do the official duties. All right, let's get into it. This is an officially sanctioned and verified shout-out on behalf of Collective Noun, extended on this occasion to... Yorana from Melbourne. The reason for this shout-out, as commissioned in a scheduled sitting of the shout-out courtroom, is... To her boyfriend, James. This concludes all official shout-out courtroom business. Okay, wigs down. That's the shout-out courtroom finished for another week. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, just uh, before we get out of here, I've got to come clean about something that I've been lying to my family about uh, over the past few months. What's been going on, Dom? So, uh, you know, I still live with my parents and my my younger brother, and uh, one of Dad's favourite family meals to cook is nachos. Right, so he'll he'll do he loves well he used to love doing up a batch maybe every month he'd do some nachos for dinner. So just every month, it's not like a Tuesday is nacho night. Well, I know he probably moved to maybe bi-weekly, I reckon, okay. uh, for a little while, but he hasn't been able to cook nachos. Uh, I think probably since about February or March. He hasn't been able year. to. No, and this What's is where the issue? this is where I've got to put my hand up and come clean about something. Dad, every grocery shop he's gone on over the past six months has bought <laughs> corn chips to cook nachos. Yeah. And within 12 hours of the corn chips being in the house, <laughs> I've eaten the corn chips. <laughs> he has had no idea that I've eaten the corn chips. He start, I heard him say the other day, I could have sworn I bought corn <laughs> chips. <laughs> now, now, this is how far this deceit's been going. Now, I, I'm not proud of this, uh, but I have been hiding the corn chip packets in the neighbor's bin after I finished them <laughs> because I don't want him to oh, find the corn what, chips. What type of corn chips are they? Oh, they're like, so they're, they're like the, the you know, the mission, like kind of the premium grade deluxe corn chips. They're great corn chips. And right? are they like lightly salted? Yes, lightly salted. It's a, it's an incredible So it's not snack. a flavor. They're just um, no. plain. Just plain, but that's exactly what And what do you what have them with? Uh, just on their own, on their own. It's a beautiful flavor. And it's what, you'll like eat a whole, snack. a whole packet in a sitting? I never intend to. And yep. this is what I want to be clear about. I always intend to just have a few corn chips and put yep. the packet back. But that's never but happened yet, has no, it? <laughs> that's <laughs> happened yet. I finish the packet and then I think, oh no, I've done it again. Right. right. And I, I go and put it in the neighbor's bin next to ours. Cause I don't want dad. I, I didn't want dad to know. Cause I thought they'd be like, who's been eating the corn chips? And I had to put my hand up. Yeah. But now it's gotten but to the stage you an adult? Like, I'd think the discussion over who ate the corn chips would be quite an easy one to have with two adults and just be Um, like, oh, hey, I ate the corn chips. If you'd like me to pay the 250 to replace them, I'm happy to. But your response of aren't you an adult could be given to most of the stories I share on this show reasonably. Yeah, that's true. Um, The the issue is that kind of like where you can't leave food out because the flies will get to it, right? You can't buy corn chips in this house because I'll get to it. I've realized, now this is not a logical thing. I can't trust myself. I can't be trusted with the pantry. You need to remove yourself from the corn chips. In some process, I need to be, I need to have, just like when you're a kid and they put the, I don't know if you're 
your parents did this. My parents put the the snacks and the sweet foods on a shelf I couldn't reach. Right. Right? Because <laughs> they couldn't trust me with them. Okay. I need a new shelf invented that somehow I'm not able to reach. Why don't mm. we institute a thing at your house yes. where we put the snacks on the treadmill? Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd never find them. <laughs> Oh, that's not a bad idea. And, Dad, maybe that's what you should do with the corn chips and we can have nachos again. Uh, that is all we've got time for tonight. If you want to hear the full show back, search for Collective Noun on iTunes. You can download the podcast there. We'll see you tomorrow at 11. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.